BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. The ghost ship fire verdict first came out on Twitter. One man will go free and the other remains locked up for now. It was the deadliest fire in Oakland's history. 36 people died on December 2nd, 2016. And after months of the trial, the jury couldn't decide whether the master tenant is guilty. So for families of the victims, the story continues. I lost my son because of this. And this is what happened. I am not happy about this. Today, we'll tell you what happened at the courthouse, and then we'll hear how some of the people who were at the warehouse that night feel about the verdict. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. It took several minutes just to read the jury's verdict on the 72 total counts of involuntary manslaughter. The two men on trial for the ghost ship fire were Derek Almena, who was the master tenant, and Max Harris, who was the creative director. The trial lasted months, and people on all sides, lawyers, families, survivors of the fire, have all been waiting for this decision. Should I grab the stick mic up there? After the verdict, there were press conferences set up all around Alameda County Courthouse. Harris's attorney said Harris was going home. It's going to start with a nice vegan meal that's not served by Santa Rita Jail, and then we'll take it from there. And they said what they've claimed all along, that their client was merely a scapegoat for the city's lack of accountability in all this. But next to the loss of lives and the tremendous impact on everybody who lost loved ones, that's been the biggest tragedy here, is not one Oakland city official has stepped forward and said, this is how we're going to fix it. This is how we're going to make this community better. This is what we did wrong. Not one city official had the courage to get up. Outside the courthouse was Derek Almena's attorney, Brian Getz. He said that while Almena is happy to be unconvicted, He's unhappy when he thinks about what happened the day of the fire. Getz said the most overwhelming aspect of the case was always the loss of life, but that Almena wasn't responsible for it. That's when a reporter called out this question. And there was... Who was responsible? Who's responsible for it are the people governing a society where we are in one of the richest areas in the nation and you step over bodies every time you cross the street and people are starving and there's mentally ill everywhere and these people like Derek take a warehouse and get people out of the gutter and put a roof over their head and don't have the money to furnish it according to the laws of Oakland and that's why this happened so And then there were the families, the victims, family members who've been showing up week after week for the trial. Mary Vega lost her son, Alex Vega, and his girlfriend, Michaela Gregory, in the fire. 
Mary Vega told reporters she's been at the courthouse almost every day for the past five months. And for the jury to come back with this decision is frustrating. Oh, everybody's guilty. Everybody's guilty. Uh, no, it, Max is guilty. They didn't find him guilty. I don't know why. Max is guilty. Just a stunning As the owner, as everybody else. I'm, I lost my son because of this. And this is what happens. No, I am not happy about this. The people I interviewed were totally dissatisfied with any outcome of this judicial process. Sam Lefebvre is a reporter with KQED Arts, and he's covered the trial. So after the ghost ship fire, the city of Oakland really cracked down on what the city at least considered similar spaces. We're talking warehouses turned into unpermitted residences and venues and art studios and rehearsal spaces. You saw them literally compiling a list of addresses where, you know, unpermitted residential use was suspected. This wasn't just Oakland. I remember, like, other cities were also dealing with this, too. This was happening throughout the Bay Area, prominently in Richmond, also in San Francisco. It, it even had a national ripple. That happened not only because officials were coming out to some of these places and issuing notices of violations. It also happened because landlords were suddenly terrified of liability. So did people in the arts community who were actually there the night of the fire, did they believe that these two men, Derek Elman and Max Harris, were the right people to be held responsible for what happened? A lot of the music community figures I've talked to in many ways uh, resent Derek and Max in many ways, they believe that these guys built an unsafe place and that they really ran it in an irresponsible manner. But these same people also say that they don't derive any satisfaction out of seeing these two guys put on trial. The, a tragedy of this scale can't rest and fall on one individual's poor choices. I interviewed Nihar Bhatt, who is a DJ and a record label operator, and he was one of the people who was at the warehouse on December 2nd, 2016. The trial is the wrong place to look if you want to see things get better, if you want real justice for the people that we lost. Nihar told me that a better way to really honor the memory of the people that he lost is to work for the remaining community members who were affected by the fire. He specifically cited a group called Safer DIY Spaces that formed after the fire as an example of people doing work that really honors the memory of these underground music fixtures who, who perished in the fire. It does more to honor the lives of our friends than a judicial process that might lock up an individual for something right. that is far more complex than the actions of that, that one individual. I also interviewed John Axtell, who very narrowly escaped the fire that night. And I know that because he was actually a prosecutor's witness. So he came to the courtroom and he told his story in, in vivid detail, how he outran the smoke, holding his breath, and made it outside. You know, this was obviously a, a very uh, confusing and um, complex decision for the jury to make. He believes that 
the landlord should bear some responsibility. He believes the city of Oakland should bear some responsibility. And he thinks that, you know, putting on trial two relatively powerless people is a diversion. I think it's an important process, and it's especially important for the families to have the information that they have so wanted and to be able to hear different perspectives. But I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough to really do justice to 36 lives that were lost and the role that they played in the community of Oakland. What they told me they wanted to see is really more systemic change. They told me they wanted the city to deliver on its promises to, you know, make safety improvements in other warehouse spaces, to create a path to compliance for unpermitted residences, and to overhaul things like the special event permitting process. In the end, what do you think all those recommendations say about how they feel right now in Oakland, like the arts community in Oakland? I think there's a pretty desperate feeling within the arts community and um, a strong current of disappointment in the elected officials who are constantly claiming to be their biggest allies and supporters. Sam Lefebvre is a reporter for KQED Arts. The district attorney's office is going to be back in court on October 4th, and it's going to have to decide how it wants to proceed with Derek Almena's case. There's still a civil trial against 24 defendants, including the city of Oakland, the property owner, and PG&E, that's scheduled to begin next May. If you want to know more about the verdict this week, check out the link in our episode notes or go to kqed.org. The Bay is produced at KQED Studios in San Francisco. Erica Cruz-Guevara is our producer. Erica Aguilar is our editor. We got help this week from Julia McAvoy. KQED's leadership team includes Vinnie Tong, Julie Kane, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.